Okay. And they are so, ugly. To reiterate. Wait, wait. You're, you're telling me gold. for the first time. <laughs> you're telling me for the first time. No, no. These are not tremendous sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> I, wait, are you, you're telling me that I can't ball in these? Jail! Jail! When I freeze into that city, people gonna stoop and bow. All them women gonna make me teach them what they don't know how. I'm going to Jackson. You turn loose of my coat. Cause I'm going to Jackson. Goodbye, that's all she wrote. But they'll laugh at you in Jackson. And I'll be dancing on a pony cake. They'll lead you around town like a scalded hound with your tail tucked between your legs. Yeah, go to Jackson. You big talking. said you're i almost very close to saying your real name <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, you hey. know i'm used to i'm used to, to bleeping my own name out often so that's okay well <laughs> we're, we're on the we're on the right track now uh how are you i'm all right yeah you know i'm just chilling um oh sorry getting used to living in, in the new place and it's been nice you know i, I like having the space and not having to be right up up on people all the time and stuff and yeah it's all in all it's it's been good experience how about yourself i have been ooh i'm about to start bjj this week okay. brazilian jiu jitsu cool and i have i am a big fan of having really long nails and now i have to have stub nails and i feel like this is just it's already the biggest regret of my life, but <laughs> it's okay. I'm doing it so I can beat bitches up. Actually, no, it's more so like if like a weird man comes up to me because I walk to and from work. Actually, I should, probably shouldn't tell people that. No one knows where I work. Or <laughs> they don't, yeah, they don't exist, know where you work. So it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Anyways, I do do that, and that's the... <laughs> so it'd be nice to like kind of know... like. Uh, to not just like immediately be useless, you know, if somebody like hypothetically wasn't immediately pointing weapons at me and if I hypothetically knew that they didn't have any on them and also hypothetically if they also didn't already happen to know jujitsu, <laughs> then this would be really helpful. Oh my gosh, well, but I'm excited about that. Um, good, good. 
I am really bummed that I didn't go to sneaker con since that was in Philly. And I made a joke. <laughs> That's right, and this yeah. was before. This was before. <laughs> I think it was to you. I think I it asked you. I was like, should I go to this and like live report since Trump's gonna be there? And this was before he announced <laughs> to the January sixes. So I was just like, this would be so epic if I went there. Ugh. And then he just act, it would have actually been like gold. It yeah, been gold. Literally, it would have been a golden moment. Like the shoes, it would have been a tin yeah. foil gold. This shining moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, it's about to be so, March Madness, you know. <laughs> all right. I'm just gonna go ahead and say right now. Those shoes, I like if I it literally wouldn't have mattered if it was Trump or somebody else and they were releasing shoes. Those shoes are ugly as shit. They're very ugly. You can't convince they're me that they're not ugly. I'll share my screen because it looks like I can do that so that we can both look at these shoes together. Because <laughs> these Trumps, yeah, uh, they, what do they call them? Mm -mm. Air 45s? Open system what are, is that What are they actually called? I don't know. I have uh, been just calling them the J6s. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that too. I've heard that. No, I don't want to quit. I'm sorry. It's This uh, screen sharing is just not going to work apparently. But we know it's what they good. look I'll like. Google it. Trump yeah, we know shoe. what they look like. But yeah, let me see. Uh, so the name of this shoe is... It's okay, got like still a T like Nike, but it's Trump because... <laughs> so it just they're just called Trump sneakers. That's that what they're called. So, oh my God, that is like honestly <laughs> so disappointing because they could have yeah. gotten really creative with it. But if the shoe's looking like this, I don't really know if you could have expected much from the the creative development <laughs> team. I mean, know? but you know, he's like, he's like a branding, he's a big branding guy, you know, that's kind of his whole thing. So, I mean, it's, it's a little weird to me. Bad branding. I will admit it, it is weird to me that he was so lazy with the name. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on here, but uh, no, for the I'm people not really out surprised. There, yeah. He, I'm, I'm know, surprised. He's, he's a master. The art of the grift, he has mastered it tenfold. Like, I don't, uh, I think at this point he's just, I think he's a little, he's starting to sweat a little bit, just a little bit. Like, he's not going to show it, but he's starting to sweat. And I think he needs some, some legal fee money. So, <laughs> but I mean, that's I don't kind know of if my you've seen about is... how they're kind of like struggling with his, um, his funding for his, campaign because so much of it is going towards legal fees which is like kind of awkward see but. this is the thing that's really fucked up about them you know i'm I'm not this this isn't going to be the trump cast i'm not going to go too heavy on trump but this that's i mean they like to act like he is somehow subverting or has tried to subvert democracy i mean democracy has been subverted it, it it doesn't really exist I mean, you know, you could argue that it never truly existed, but it just doesn't exist right now. But, like, he didn't do anything. I, we don't have to get into January 6th and all that, but I'll just come out and say I don't believe he did anything wrong. I do, I mean, there's, like, literal proof that there were Democrats that were doing shady things at polling stations and stuff with okay, votes. But like, <laughs> like they, I, I don't know how widespread it was. I just, it's, I have, right. I catch a vibe. 
that it was widespread. But oh, there are instances. Yeah. But there there's certainly what? like I've actually seen like straight up incidents where people got caught trying to do weird shit with votes for the Democrats. Okay. That well, definitely okay. has been proven to have happened. <laughs> you and I, we we don't need to harp into the whole like everybody, all politicians are corrupt, all of them do shady shit. Doesn't matter what's that. we've talked about this like a million times. But yeah. uh I kind of my take of it, and then we can give the doo bop away from the yeah. Get focus on the sneaks, <laughs> the important thing here. Um, I think that he entered into an already heavily corrupt system, and with his inflated ego, he had way before he was planning on doing anything political. Was just like I can just push the buttons because it's already happening all over. So why can't I do it? And then he just did it very spicily and then he like made enough people angry that they actually started pretending to care about political corruption you know i don't i think he's still like very much so probably did the shit that he allegedly did and is allegedly being convicted for i don't know so 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 what are they Honestly saying gonna he's... say like i tuned out of like the whole trials and everything because at this point i just feel like it's like an attempt by media to distract us from like very major and more pressing issues going on both internally and externally in the US but like at the same time I'm just like I think that he just thought he could get away with whatever because everybody else has been doing that bullshit so why not him too like his I mean, mentality but my thing is probably is, of that nature I guess my thing is like I am afraid if I go to Google right now and look up what are they charging Trump with today? <laughs> what did they charge Trump with in the last two months? It'll be like former in uh, illegitimate president Trump, number 45, X'd out, got caught jaywalking in New York City. <laughs> he is being tried by the federal government for jaywalking. <laughs> and he had five co-conspirators, just... so it's a RICO case. <laughs> well, since like... <laughs> Our court system loves to just put whoever they want in jails if given enough money or people they don't want in jails if given enough money. I just want him to go to jail because I don't like his vibe, you know, since it's that easy peasy to just yeah, that's what they're doing. things under the rug and look sideways. I want him personally to go to jail because I don't like Why? his attitude. But because what that's has, how what apparently everybody swings. They're just been a bitch. But what has he done? You know, like gave I, us I, shitty shoes, which is what we're talking about. <laughs> is the shoes the whole time? A I thought that he was fashion crime. I thought that these like forty plus. I thought oh, I thought all of these charges were about the shoes. <laughs> I've been I've been gone. We've been oh. gone for so long. We've been gone for so long. That means that I, whenever we're not recording, that means that I am actively blocking out anything from the outside world. <laughs> So this whole time, I thought that this was about the fucking shoes. Okay, and they are so, ugly. To reiterate, wait, wait, it, you're, you're telling me gold. for the first time. <laughs> you're telling me for the first time. No, no, these are not tremendous sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> I, wait, are you, you're telling me that I can't ball in these? Jail, <laughs> jail. No, no, no. What, what, what you okay, say but, is wait. 
he's a tremendous man and he made he just made a horrible fashion mistake wait you're telling me for the first time hey you know like him or not he he made some sneakers <laughs> okay but being for real though that like gold shit on the majority of the sneaker looks like it will wear off within a week it looks shit i'm just you know I'm having a hard. I need to look up some higher res images because, like, That's I can't tell because. It, I mean, because it's, it's patent leather, you know. So like, I'm patent literally leather like looking at a high cheap. res image. It's like high <laughs> res, you know. And I'll even go yeah. on Fox News to look at their images just to be like, you know, get a multiplicity of perspectives here. Uh, <laughs> so you don't get the oh, fake news image. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the altered the Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't nothing but Photoshop. MSNBC, show me the real that's, image. <laughs> that's fake news. These shoes actually are baller. That's what, like, whoever the fuck... I don't even know who is at Fox anymore because everybody's either quit or been fired. Like, who the fuck is even doing shit there anymore? There's yeah, that, I mean, like, blonde bitch who looks like a crow. Uh, Laura Ingram? Her? Maybe. Prop, yes. Yeah, I, I think I don't know. I don't you know, once Trump or Trump, once Tucker left, I I don't keep up. So I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'll just I'll, I'll speak about the shoes. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a I wouldn't call myself a sneakerhead because, um, you know, I'd be afraid of getting called out. You know, sneakerheads like to do call outs or at least the high school ones like to do the call outs. You Similar know. to alt people who are like 18 who are like yeah. oh you have you only have an eight like your gauges are only eight whatever the fuck you're put <laughs> it's like that's kind of how sneakerheads of all ages are yeah yeah you they'll know? be like bro like those are not air forces you're rocking court visions <laughs> don't try to come with the fugazi and wear the court visions <laughs> you don't I have the also... stars on the toe <laughs> <laughs> I am also an enjoyer of sneakers and I have some <laughs> sick sneaks, but I also don't, I don't really collect them. I have like two or three really good pairs of sneakers and that's like all I'm willing to own until that. something drops. That's really epic, which again, okay. So back to this though, like, yeah, I'm cause, gonna I was be... gonna, it's like cause I just want to describe for the listeners what these shoes look like. They've probably seen them, yeah. but it's weird. It's like, it's, they look like shoes. They kind of look like you remember in in school back when when guys would wear the Osiris skate shoes, but like the high tops. Mm -hmm. It's like they look like a fusion of that and like Stan Smiths. It just it's a really bizarre Nikes. looking sneaker. They literally just but look it's not like a copy Nikes. No, no, they'd it's be like better if, if they looked like that. And like Skechers had a baby. That's what this looks like. But see, this is my problem with these shoes is that they don't look like Nikes. And I say that because Nikes typically will have some kind of they like, like separation. A yeah, because it's, it'll normally, they'll normally have like a toe box separation, like a mud guard kind of thing. All my sneaker people know what I'm talking about. But they'll have like a mud guard in the front of the toe box that like separates that part and gives you some, it basically gives you like contrast, you know? And then, like, at the top, you'll have, like, probably the perforated, like, the toe box, you know. This just looks like Stan Smith's, which I've never liked because it's just a round toe box with no contrast, no, like, textural like contrast is what I'm getting at. will rip through 
if they were yeah, to rip through in like a year and if if they don't it still will they'll end up looking doughy and like super creased because it's just one I layer i mean they of already material. look creased straight out the box because of the fucking the metallic like shitty weird like faux leather shit that they got going on my whole thing okay my thing is about the back the back of the shoe with the felt okay. flag that has See, that's kind of hard red to me. Stripes, two white stripes, and then five <laughs> stars. It's supposed to be a flag, the American flag, presumably. But you yeah. wouldn't be able to tell based on the um, the lack of stripes and stars. I mean, you can't fit 50 they literally uh, stars. Could, you could. You could if you didn't make everything fucking metallic gold and like... <laughs> shitty i don't know it would have been very possible actually i've seen small flags on shoes yeah and like the stars kind. probably fall off like it like it's like when you buy a ring that has a bunch that of tiny gems on there look like they fall off they look like those little studs that you find on hot topic belts from 2011 like that's not sneaker certified behavior <laughs> But that's my point. The so if you think heads, five, they did shit heavy on this. They were like, "Pack it up, boys. We're out of here." See, I'm <laughs> curious. I didn't get the. I want to know what the scoop. And hey, you're our insider out there. Maybe you have gotten the scoop from some local sneakerheads. But I want to know what the reception was like in the room at the sneaker con. Like when he was like, he pulled the gold sneakers out of the gold bag. <laughs> he pulled them out of the gold Monopoly bag. <laughs> I I would be very intrigued to know, yeah, like what the consensus because historically Philly has not been kind to Trump, nor has he been kind to Philly. To be honest, to be fair, um, I think there are lots of Italian he guys. Bad, in, he said bad things happen here. Yeah, but he still said. You remember? Do you not remember when he said bad things happen in Philadelphia? <laughs> no, I don't remember that. <laughs> Okay, hold on. Let me make sure I'm not making shit up. Bad thing. I mean, I'm sure he said it. I just, I never heard it. I'm almost positive he said said that. Yeah, he said (laughs) bad things happen in fucking Philadelphia. Oh, wait. I mean, I hear they've got people on like Crocodile or something out there. (laughs) Or Trank. They call it Trank. Oh, wait. Okay, (laughs) wait. They're doing like crazy shit out there. (laughs) The context. Like, okay, no, but the context of it actually makes it better. This is from the the Philly Inquirer. This is like our big boy publication. Um, okay. Trump referenced the Proud Boys, a far-right group with a visible presence in Philadelphia, as he again refused to clearly condemn white supremacists. Bad things okay. happen in Philadelphia. Bad things. Wait, I don't know how to do good Trump. Bad, bad things, things happen, happen in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Bad things. Uh... <laughs> So said Much President Donald Trump near the end of an ugly presidential debate Tuesday night. This is September 30th, 2020. Um, yeah, so he doesn't really vibe with us. We don't really vibe with him. We also really don't. I mean, I'm going to be straight up. It is really intriguing to me how, I mean, it's not surprising, you know, Um because Philly is a really, it is an extremely diverse city, but it's also not surprising that there is a heavy, like, white supremacist presence here because, like. Is there a heavy white supremacist know. presence? Well, I think. In Philadelphia? You, like, I don't know what you're taking into consideration, but, like, the suburbs exist. They do. And. I don't think there is any place that's heavily white supremacist in this country. <laughs> I didn't say that Philly is heavily white supremacist. I just said that we do have like a 
prevalent, like an existing and very pub, like publicly existing white. I mean, they've made themselves very. Ex- <laughs> like, so there's a group present, of like four so. guys that hand out flyers for the local like. It's not you just know, like white the South boys. <laughs> it's like Patriot Front has a chapter here. There's like a fuckload. I mean, and also to be fair, I'm not saying it's like only white supremacy. There's a lot of extremist groups everywhere. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, um, they do pop off, and they do, I think, especially because, like, of uh, Philly's, you know, historical significance to our country. Um, So I think that that sort of incentivizes them to kind of, like, take it back, you know? That kind of thing. Okay. Okay. The, The thing is, though, is that they get beat up, like, all the time. Like, there's so many videos. It's like Antifa they get, is a bunch They're of very losers. loud, and they are, are there. It's just that whenever they do come out, they get the shit beaten out of them. Outside, as opposed to like other places, I don't know. I feel like they always get a reaction, but they literally get like the shit kicked out of them. <laughs> because like, I don't know. If, if if they're getting the shit kicked out of them by some guys that are <laughs> that are wearing uh, poo shiesties. I don't think they have much influence. <laughs> I mean, it's not like we're like another like, that. You know, like a place like, like other, Ukraine like... with with a real militia, like a real white supremacist militia. <laughs> Listen, I am not trying to give them credence, and I am not implying that they are like a threat to Philly. I now, mean, they, I think they that they down. should be beaten up and f- like get punched in the face. I wholeheartedly endorse that. I love it. Punch I Nazis. love to see it. <laughs> yeah. That, well, I mean, you make you make light of that, but yeah, do it. Like, now I've got yeah. a question for you. Do you think that when uh when what do they call these the Aryan Brotherhood when the Aryan Brotherhood steps out and they're like, all right, it's time to face off. You Antifa. A uh, black black belt, black line, wherever they call those guys. We're gonna a uh, black block. You black block us. We're lining up. Do you think they th- they're gonna throw the Trumps on? Like, do you think the Trumps will have like the grip on the streets that they need? <laughs> because I mean, these just don't look oh, like well constructed no. sneakers. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> No, no, I don't think anybody is. I did I don't see think you one can throw down single in these. fucking TikTok of a guy wearing them and being like, yeah, these are actually really cool and they're really comfortable. And I was like, how much did you get paid? <laughs> how much did you get paid? Just be honest. Well, you know, he, because the know way he, he was even saying it, he was just like, he, he was doing this face. He's like, like no emotion, but a smile. It's like dead eyes. It's like, you can't even like hide the fact that you do not agree with what you're saying but that's okay i mean are these i wasn't gonna buy them any more yeah i think that they're like 3.99 also which is yeah well they're sold out absolutely allegedly Mm. well i would love to know how many (laughs) units that they had prepared too so i'm on the website it says they only manufactured a thousand pairs and at least trump of them or at least 10 of them have been randomly autographed by trump if there's only That's a thousand on pairs, I a hundred percent like am not. I wouldn't be shocked if those got bought because he does have super fans. No fucking shit. I'm just saying, would your average Joe 
light conservative person who's not even really like all that political, but they are like, yeah, I'm like a conservative, I have conservative values, blah, blah, blah. I voted for Trump that one time, blah, blah, blah. Do you think they're going to spend $400 on <laughs> these ugly fucking shoes? Well, you know, I think, I, I think this was actually, and this is kind of where I, I've seen some, some talk about this. And I've seen people basically say their theory is that Trump's trying to kind of, because, you know, he's got a fledgling movement of black guys that are voting for him. And it's like, so like his base of people, probably, I don't think they're really even into sneakers. They probably just cop like the Merrells from, from the mall. <laughs> like <laughs> This, what you're saying now is interesting because there is also the rally he just did in South Carolina where he made a joke <laughs> about the lights being so bright that he couldn't see anybody, but he was like, but I do see all the, the black people here. Like, <laughs> then he was just like, they love sneakers. They love the sneakers. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> no, I'll say it feels so good to be represented and to be recognized. I feel seen as a Trump, as a black Trump lover, I feel seen. And I'm just going to say I, I enjoy it. This is the kind of representation we need. Is that is that the <laughs> language you would use, like, unironically, you're a lover of Trump? Yeah, I'd say so. Oh, I think he's a that's... crook and a lie. I mean, you know, he, he is who he is. <laughs> but at the end of the day... He's a schemer, a scammer, <laughs> and I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> I want my scammer. Who's going to scam for me? He's not going to do very much for okay, me. Okay, well, if you ever he at say least is going to own the libs. If you say anything about any other politician being a schemer, scammer, scumbag type bitch, like I, I'm tuning out. I'm like unplugging the microphone. Why? Because, because like, then we could just be like, but what about your schemer, scammer? Like he schemes and scams. And but again, my scammer so. didn't start any wars. <laughs> Well, he's not stopping any. That's for my, fucking sure. My scammer gave me a little bit of money. Listen, all of our options, all of our, <laughs> every single possible candidate on every side is pro-Israel. So I'm at this point, I'm just like, am I just going to never vote again? Look. Or am I going to like lie to myself and like, no. Well, I did. I did. Did I tell you about, did we already talk about how I wrote to the DNC and was just like, listing out biden's war crimes and like crimes oh, against humanity in general and then i was just yeah. like you have to have a different candidate if you want to win i'm not shit. even like i don't i don't identify as a democrat i definitely am like a left leftist leaning person i just like was so fucking pissed i don't know I should have done the same to the, I should do to both of them. Just be like, stop. But th that's the thing is like the chokehold that is on, around our government. The Israeli chokehold is so strong. There's no escaping it. It's not going to happen. And it's, I mean, why even waste? So unfortunate. Like, this is, this is how I, I feel about time. myself. I was on my lunch break at work. I just felt like it. <laughs> I was on my lunch break at work. What the fuck else am I going to do? I hear you. you know? I hear you. Yeah, I mean, you know, I yeah, I'm I'm pumped for Trump. Um, I'm not quite as pumped as I was in 2020, but I mean, to be to be fair, like every time he ran, I was like about to vote for him, and then each time he like did something at the last minute that I didn't like, <laughs> and it made me say, you know what, 
I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I've I have not voted for a Democrat, but like, I'll like write somebody in or whatever, or like vote third party. But every time it's like something happens, and I'm like, like when he did that thing. Uh, first of all, the the COVID stuff, and that was back when I was more on board with things. But I was just like, he's just screwing this up too much. Like he's just not he's not managing this very well. <laughs> and you know, then he did the you bring the looters, we bring the shooters. I didn't even think that meant I didn't think he actually was like about to, you know, a lot of people heard that and were like, oh, it's a white supremacist dog whistle. And da, da, da. I just thought it just like it just sounded whack to me. And I was like, I, I can't be on board with this. <laughs> this just sounds kind of lame. And like, I don't know, I, I, you know, it's like. Again, I'm a lot more partial to to the argument now, not necessarily shooting people. but. <laughs> Anyway, mm -hmm. I'm rambling, but my whole point is, I don't know. I mean, I just want to see somebody own the libs. I want to see somebody that at least will act like they give a shit about things that matter to me and nobody else is doing it. Like, can we just own the politicians in general? Like, I would just love a big own on all But sides. the libs are trying to own me in every facet of my life. Ugh. So I just want them to be owned. It just makes me feel better. It doesn't really mean much. Lobbyists anything, are but... who are owning you, who are owning uh, us. Yeah, the, the libtards. All, <laughs> They're all owning sides. us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so you, don't, so you say... don't think so? I mean, again, look, they're gonna they're 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 gonna take the guy to court for on Rico charges for jaywalking. <laughs> like this is the type of shit that like I mean I'm exaggerating, but this is the type of shit that they're trying to do to him. I think the things are the 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 huge disruptance between the two of us having this conversation is that you pay attention slash care about what's what these charges are doing to him and his campaign whereas i know that i don't like him but know that i don't like the other option so i just am at this point where i'm waiting until either anybody proves me wrong and does a total 180 or somebody new comes on the scene which is not going to happen at this point in our yeah. election year. Um, I'm more concerned about like, like fundamental legislative changes that have been going on for the past couple of years, especially. Um, I don't like, have we, I don't think you and I have talked about like the, the Alabama or thing about embryos. Do you know about that? There is like a, a, a suit a case in alabama supreme court about frozen being like they it ruled that frozen embryos that are used for like in vitro fertilization um are considered children so okay. there's a lot of concern about what the implications are going to be for that um as far as the i guess the ethics of freezing embryos um i think it was because a person who oh sorry i really should have saved this for <laughs> like after like researching it but the general <laughs> like the gist of it i think was like the ruling was on what was it friday of this past week uh talking about as a reminder is of a 
Okay, at the end of the day, I think it was like a a embryo got damaged by the um facility that was carrying the embryo. And you know, so I'm imagining. I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm just the whole time you've been like looking into this. I've just been thinking about how funny it would be if there was like a really like wacky kind of slapstick routine where you know somebody was like carrying like a, a bunch stooges. of vials like test tubes yeah and like like three stooges and, and then like one of them's like the- <laughs> and he's like you, you dunderhead he just slaps the th- all of them all in one slap and then like one of them's like yeah and then like one of them's like trying to grab them and like knock them back and then it, he knocks it back but it just falls in the opposite like, direction you and just and like then- pokes him in the eyes and slaps him and he's just like but now what are we going to do with all these broken embryo vials? <laughs> and then like a cop walks That's- in and he's like, hey, <laughs> you killed a baby. <laughs> uh, but I- and they're doing that like transatlantic accent from like the fucking 40s. And they're like, hey, but I'm going to Now Look, what are we going to do? We're going to have to go to... <laughs> as funny as that may be, I am actually concerned about this because <laughs> like... Um, I don't know what that means for people who continue to rely on in vitro fertilization to have children. It also seems a little counterintuitive because my whole understanding, especially for like those who are, I'm not saying Republicans, but those who are like religiously conservative and are, um, like vehemently pro-life, like to make this decision when... Mm -hmm people who freeze their embryos do it with the intent to produce children. It kind of seems counterintuitive to me. (laughs) You know what I I mean? Because it's like, yes, the facility, like, damn, I think if you were to sue the facility, like, in a civil suit with the intent of, like, uh, receiving, like, damages for your literal embryo being unusable as a result of miscare that's different than being like we now rule embryos as people you know because it's like Mm -hmm. oh that just opened a door for a whole lot of options of ways to fuck up this system now so bye bye having children if you need that in order to have one i'm gonna be totally honest though like i just don't care about stuff like that and i know that sounds like really flippant to say but I, for me, it's like everyone can can be organized around the fact that the price of everything is insanely high. Our rate of pay has not increased with like the cost of of commodities, the cost of services, et cetera. You know, they keep trying to give all our money away to these other countries that have nothing to do with us. As partial as I am to Palestine. I personally just don't think we need to be involved in this whole thing at all. Like, I think this is, like, really none of our business, like, at all. And I just... Sure, but we are literally funding Israel's, like, activities. But that's what I'm saying. And that's the problem. It's, like, not even that we're not doing anything to solve it. It's the fact that we are actively participating on the wrong side of history in regards to that genocide. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's I mean, like, yeah, that's that's my whole point. I'm going to continue to be like super fucking pissed about that. I don't even, I, I like, I don't even know. It's so weird. Yeah, we're jumping from drama to drama as far as 
politics go, I feel like also very uh, privileged to even be just having called that drama. That's like not at all an appropriate way to refer I mean, to that. Things anyway. just I mean, things just are what they are. And I mean, that's kind of my whole point is this shit is like, th this shit is really abstract when it comes to what our lives are like in the United States. That's why I'm mad about it because, like, again, obviously, like, I, I have like a moral objection to what Israel's doing. But my biggest issue is that we're wasting our money on that nonsense. When we have people here that are starving, we have people here that are struggling to make ends meet. And this, we're talking normal people. We're not even talking about the people who already were struggling in the first place. But they want us, spend, they want us to be thinking about fucking embryos and shit. Like, I just don't, I'm, again, it's like, that's important. And like, especially for someone who's wanting to do the in vitro fertilization, all these things that matters to them. But everyone gives that, a shit about what's happening with the cost of living. Everyone gives a shit about yes. how like three companies own all of the fucking property in this country. Everyone, I'm like 100%. that stuff to me is just way more important. That, and that also, and to me, that is also like the constant, focal point for me is like um cost of living specifically rent health care um very basic human rights and needs that are not being met across the board in our country that is supposed to be yeah. like number one or whatever like um, letting people just flood across the border and the like giving time. them free money but like giving people time, money that aren't I, even citizens. <laughs> I a hundred million trillion gazillion percent agree with you. Especially like with Ukraine or with Israel, I don't think that we need to be shoveling all of our funds. I think it's specifically the fact that we are so in so many different forms of crises, economically, socially, what have you, here, and to be doing yeah. that is like a huge slap in the face to the average American citizen. If we were like hunky dory, perfect utopian society, and then they were trying to like think about doing shit like that, it would be a totally different conversation. Um, but it is extremely hard to have a lot of emotional, like just a lot of like mental capacity to even be able to take things like that into consideration, which is like, I mean, for me personally, I feel like I am being extremely selfish by saying that because I know that there are people that are literally fucking like dying and suffering and have been for several years at this point in the Ukraine, you know, whatever. But Without, that's their what, country. That's, well, you know what I mean? But it's just like, at the same time, it's like our government is wholly focused on that and not what's going on here at this point. Like, they have totally yeah. clocked. They're out to lunch. They've been out to lunch for a while as far as meeting our needs here. So, yeah. <laughs> like, it's kind of, it's just embarrassing. Um, and then it's also, it makes me feel selfish for being frustrated by our systems not serving us in a multiplicity of ways it's not even just one focal point you know it's not just rent control it's not just healthcare accessibility or jobs or this and that you know yeah it's too many things it is an overwhelming depressingly huge amount of things that make it very emotionally taxing to the point where you can't even really like fully process what's going on outside of your own bubble and yeah. 
I almost feel like that's intentional in a way. Oh, of course, yeah. If not in, uh, if not unintentionally beneficial to them because it is sucking the energy out of a lot of people who should not be experiencing that. But at the same time, like the reason why I do care about the situation in Alabama is because it does affect me personally, you know? And I think that for anybody, um, if something affects you directly or could potentially affect you directly, you are going to just care more about it because you're you, you know? It is what it is. Yeah. And I think that that's totally fine because this is stuff that is being done by your government in your country. So even if it doesn't affect everyone all across the board, especially if it's like a a judicial ruling being done that can like potentially alter other rights that you have access to. I do think that that is a big problem, you know, even yeah, so, like I mean... somebody who feels a type of way about the second amendment and they're, gun ownership like will feel a certain type of way about restrictions to something or this and that like i feel that way about things that could potentially affect my reproductive rights <laughs> yeah like, i mean i don't know my thing is like uh, you know the second amendment's an amendment and so i mean that's like in the constitution and if the democrats gave enough of a shit about it to to make that a thing like abortion and all this stuff a thing that you know is protected by the government they had however long to be able to make it to add an amendment, like to do something that was more substantial than I'm no, I'm not a legal scholar, but from what I've heard from people who have studied it, the Roe v. Wade thing was a really, I mean, it was like hanging by a thread, the, the, the legal justification for that. Democrats knew that so many politicians come from a legal background. They knew that. They just wanted yeah, it to no, be tenuous so that they could keep baiting no, they people every election cycle. A hundred percent. The de and Democrats. And so that's why I say, like, who... yeah. But it's like, Go ahead, sorry. I don't know that this. That's why my big thing is on what are the things that can unite people? What are the things that end up feeding life? And you know, I mean, for me, it's like, okay, well, what feeds life is being is finding ways to encourage people to have children to feel comfortable having children to me that's like a and again everybody's got different different priorities but to me that's just a bigger priority i i think that families have been weakened in this country and so it's like i think that we should like we should prioritize families and like i yeah i, I don't know i'm rambling i'm tired and i'm sure. not drinking alcohol I, so i'm just <laughs> well, i'm just I'm saying i do think that this ruling is definitely not doing that Be even if it is for a smaller group of individuals it's not doing that so that's yeah, why I'll i'm have to look confused at as to why they even did that well you know, let's it's move just on games. to something a little lighter a little lighter we've been we went from the shoes to <laughs> reproductive rights so i don't i I mean, I'm still, I've just about, got one last thing to say about that. Okay. I don't know who this is targeted at because I don't think black sneakerheads are really going to want to cop these. But that's it. That's my, that's my closing statement on, on the Trump sneakers. <laughs> this very much so was like a, how do I reach these kids kind of vibe. <laughs> you know, how do I get Gen Z on board? They like sneakers or whatever. Ah. Yeah. The problem is that we like good sneakers. 
exactly. that don't look like shit <laughs> that are also yeah, four hundred dollars for no reason. Like if they're four hundred, yeah. really. The thing is, is like if he had dropped like somehow dropped like really sick looking, somehow like well constructed, really good sneakers for like two hundred dollars, I would have been like damn like i can't even you know like i can't even yeah. but the thing but he is didn't. The deep state he dropped come shitty sneakers him. for 400 dollars. but the deep state would have come after him and they would have found a way to say he was like stealing intellectual property or something like it would have been okay now it's a rico where you you did a rico because you used like illegitimate money to fund an intellectual property stealing scam and it looks like a nike and it would have been nonsense so he had to make a shitty sneaker <laughs> there's a time to fuck and a time to cry but the shaw sleeps in lee harvey's grave Rico, didn't you, we? Didn't we want to talk about a a Zeus? Well, we're okay. We're not going to talk about Zeus networking of itself. I'd like to, because you know, club. I was telling you before. I don't know much about it. I just know that I just know that they're taking advantage of everyone who goes on these shows. But that's like the okay. extent of what I know. Yes, I'll drop <laughs> the context for the viewers. Okay. If anybody is not an active viewer of Zeus. Uh, Zeus is a TV network um, that I am heavily, heavily balls deep in. Unfortunately, I am planning on canceling my subscription at one point, but we'll see. Uh -oh. uh, Pablo. Oh, Datman. <laughs> Datman is a new timer and has not even seen any of the greats yet only bad boys club bad boys club is a mistake first of all i gotta say um I fuck with it. but if anybody <laughs> is like a viewer of baddies hey or ooh, more importantly jocelyn's cabaret hey but there is bad boys club so as the newbie what was your take well first of all first of all which season and second of all what was your takeaway from it so I'm watching Bad Boys Club, the uh, the second season. I just started With Orlando it cause, Brown. Yeah, because my wife, uh, she, you know, one of her friends is really into the show. And so, you know, she kind of put her on. And I've been curious because I saw that he was on it. So I've been curious about it. And, you know, Rasby is kind of, <laughs> Rasby's been dealing, you know, I shouldn't laugh. He's dealing with some, or he's at least revealed some very serious and unfortunate things. But like, He's kind oh. of a weird public figure as like well. Recently? I mean, like the last like year or two, because, you know, he was in B2K. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I don't it's it's like a depressing topic. I don't really want to go into too much detail, but basically he's yeah. made allegations of a Me Too uh, sort against the guy that used to be their manager. And I mean, again, it's Holly weird. There's a lot of weird Hollywood sickos, especially when we're talking about boy group, boy bands and, you know, girl groups. And oh, all this stuff. yeah, absolutely. And so anyway, that's that's kind of it seems like he's just been lashing out because of, you know, the the trauma that, you know, the the legacy of the trauma it? of that. Huh? How far into the season are you? Um, this is this has nothing to do with the show. I don't know if he ever speaks about this on the show. I know, this yeah, was just, I was just curious. Yeah, 
Um, so I think I'm, I mean, it's tough to get through. I'll be honest, like, cause it's interesting, it it's interesting and it's entertaining, but it, it seems like, and you tell me if I'm wrong, cause I watched a little bit of bad girls club back when it was on oxygen back or whatever channel that was on. And that was a lot classier than this, even though it was a show about chicks fighting, it was still much classier than this. This just seems like they just got a bunch of random guys that have like 5,000 followers on TikTok to fight each other in a house like to live together so that they can fight and they're like all gay so i'm like okay like i fuck with it it's cool oh. hey you know don't 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 make it out like gay guys are sissies i love it well not all because of them are gay there's like two straight guys i think the jury's you look out like you're already about these... to say something my guess is that every single guy on this show and again i'm not talking about i would bet that Rasby has been involved in some homosexual trysts as an adult. M my guess is that they all have engaged in sexual acts with men. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. <laughs> okay. And hey, look, um, at, the, at the end of the day, why would you choose to go on a show where you just hang out with dudes all day unless you just didn't money, really mind hanging out with dudes all day? <laughs> money? Money? Okay, They're not making that money. much money. Clout. Clout. <laughs> They're getting paid in clout. It's like when you try to like scam an artist at, to like just be like, I'll pay you with exposure or something. Yes, it's for the look. <laughs> Come on, just do it for the look. <laughs> I no, just I mean, was, so, I was really, oh, God. I was just going to say, yeah, I'm just a few episodes in. And so far, we've seen a guy, because have you watched this season? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm at the point where. Uh, they just kicked Anthony out of the house because he brought his goons. He brought his gay goons. They pulled up in the Maserati <laughs> and threatened everyone at the house when he was not supposed to give outsiders the address to the house. No, no, I know where I am. I, I think like... they're like just now, they're just about to go to Dallas. So they're leaving Houston, which was the first city, and they're about to go to Dallas. Mm. But so, yeah, I haven't really described what this show is. It's a show about a bunch of guys being bad boys and just acting bad. Um, and so yeah. the idea is that they're all, it's like they're doing a tour of, of, of Texas. And so they go to various cities throughout Texas, taking their show on the road, so to speak, where they just act like idiots and hoodlums and then move on to the next town to do it again. <laughs> you tell me if I got Great that wrong. Okay. That's, that's essentially <laughs> it. To, okay, so I want to give a little bit more context behind the network itself and also how bad boys club originated because that is not affiliated in any way with the OG bad girls club that we all remember fondly. I will say yeah. very fondly. Um, so Natalie Nunn, are you, do you know who she is? Big chimpanzee. I, so I know a little about she her. Was on was bad she girls on club? Like the original. She was on Bad Girls Club. I believe it was season four. It was a very early season. Okay. Um, she was the one who was just like, I run LA. This is my city. I run LA. Even though she was like 24. And I'm pretty sure she lived in Glendale or whatever. But like, okay. Um, so she's <laughs> just ass. always been You don't been even live in way. LA. <laughs> she has. <laughs> she Get off my page. You don't even live in LA. <laughs> she's always been that way. But at the same time, she is still relevant to this day now. So she's obviously doing something right in her mind, you know? Yeah. Um, 
So she came to Zeus when Zeus, like, people like to sort of debate lightly, very lightly, about whether it was Natalie Nunn or Jocelyn Hernandez that got the whole, the Zeus, like, popularity out with the memes and shit, because there's a lot of memes that have come out of both of these shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally started watching it because of Baddies, which is her show that is basically Bad Girls Club, but it was like a revamped version. The first season is her and a lot of other girls that were on old Bad Girls, like a variety of seasons of Bad Girls Club, but they're all older now. And Mm -hmm. it was doggy doo-doo, boring, not good, don't watch it. Okay. But, and it's a big but, Batty South season two. Very good. This is the season where I'm sure you're aware of Krishan Rock. Yeah, I was about to say, is that and the, her, the one her she's whole on? hot ass mess now? But then when it came out before the baby, before the back and forth of the breakups and then the spinoff shows and the tattoos and all this shit. Before the glow up. She was still she was still <laughs> Before the glow down, I will say, this is when she was, like, peak. She peaked here. It was Batty okay. South. She peaked, truly. Um, she was there, and then she, like, fought a girl in the kitchen and literally put that bitch in the sink, like, beat her while she was sitting on the kitchen counter and, like, punched her in a way that made her fall her ass into the sink, and she got stuck in the sink. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. I'm, like, for real, I will give you... I'll give you my login to Zeus if you ever want to check this shit Please. out because, like, they will have some good TV on there. But just as much okay. good TV, they will have bad TV, which is the current season that I am actually going to watch the third part of the reunion tonight after we record this. <laughs> um, All right. Baddies East. Dog shit. Terrible season. Don't watch it. I will be <laughs> your... I will be, like, the... I will... What is it? I guess I'm just going to be the one who reviews things and I I screen them for you to see if they're worth even watching because like this season way too long, way too long. It's been going on since literally, I think like September. Oh, wow. Okay. So long. That's a bit much. So fucking long. Way too many girls. Like of this type of programming. Yeah. Yes. Way too long too many fucking girls there was like at least 15 girls way too that many to sick. keep up with <laughs> and then half of them left in like the first week because of whatever they had whoa vicky on for a while and i was just like why the fuck is she even here she was Didn't sober and then she was like i changed myself to being a god-fearing woman or whatever and then she left the second she got punched <laughs> in the face <laughs> it's just like, well, that now, went exactly Brittany on there. Who's that? Brittany Renner. Who's that? Uh, she's like the chick. She's like the gold digger, the NBA. Well, <laughs> that doesn't narrow it down, but she's one of the premier NBA gold diggers. Uh, let me look up her. Renner. She's the one that trapped that young man on the Hornets into, no. into having a kid with her. No. Okay. I heard she was on some Isn't show. It? And then she got, might be she like left something on Zeus. Yeah. But to my knowledge, I don't believe she was on this. Um 
I'm a but big so one thing I've heard Muslim people talk about a lot. Man. Well, one thing I've heard yeah. people talk about a lot is that apparently the people on these shows are getting paid like laughably low amounts of money to be on these shows. But like I think they said that for the Bad Boys Club for the second season at least, they because it's like like you said like they'll have like twenty dudes, and so it's like. 20 dudes that are splitting like $50,000 between each other. <laughs> oh, I have heard, I've heard, I won't confirm. This is all alleged, obviously. Why would, how would okay. I know? Uh, but I have heard that, and this is like specifically about baddies, like the girl one, mm -hmm. that they will get paid like 5K for the whole season or something. Um, But I've, I've heard that it varies depending on the person. I'm sure that Natalie herself gets paid way more than that. Maybe. Oh, yeah. I would assume. she's like a producer, too. Because I she's think. also the executive producer, which you would never yeah. know if it weren't, like, you know, if it weren't for the fact that her name's on the credits at the beginning of every episode because she acts like she's just one of the, like, bit. She really needs to step. Okay, anyway, that's a whole different conversation. Um, they made it clear also... in Bad Boys Club because... That's one thing we didn't speak much about, but yeah, Orlando Brown is on the show, um, you know, of yeah. that So Raven fame. Um, he's yes. obviously had a, a, a very steep fall from grace. Um, yes. But yeah, he that got at the beginning of the show. So at, well, the, at the beginning of the show, of he got season, picked up. He got picked up from county jail, I'm pretty sure, because Natalie was like taking, scooping him away and saving him, quote unquote. To like yeah. go be on the show. The way a great the producer. The reason would. that he was, the reason that he was having legal troubles was because he threatened his brother physically with a hammer. Um, yeah. I looked After this up been, like, while watching it because I was curious. I was like, hmm, why was he having? Why was he in jail? They didn't really mention. He was like going to try to like kill his brother. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah, but but that's but that was after he had gotten in trouble for like allegedly beating on his wife or girlfriend in like meth induced in meth induced rages. He's no like stranger it, to the law. I mean, we'll I just that so He's apparently no that town to he was in. Um, what's the? I forget. It was something Ohio. I think it was in Ohio. It was in Ohio. It was Ohio. It was like Lima, Ohio, or something. And from what yeah. I understand, that town is like and it's like a small town, but it's like known for having a bunch of meth dealers in it which i guess is why he would find himself in this random town in ohio <laughs> well, i think he might have family there i don't know but network so quick 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 background zeus is okay so lemmy Plummer, who's like the big boy guy there i think that he grew up with like parents who also were like like tv producers so he like kind okay. of was sort of like born into this industry in a way Zeus is owned by him. I believe it's him, King Bach, who was a Vine guy. And then this oh, one bitch guy. whose name I cannot remember, <laughs> but she was friends with um, that Venezuelan girl, Lele Pons. 
I can't remember her okay. name, but she had like a thing with her, and it was another Viner essentially. So him plus two Vine guys equals Zeus. And <laughs> okay, Lemmy is balls. Ooh, I like Lele Pons. I like what? her. <laughs> oh, you saw? You just saw? Pe- she did the whole thing where like her content is. She was kind of like the female jake paul logan paul to me because like she would do like very sexual skits and activities but her audience was always children so i was always kind of like it's kind of like hmm, interesting okay groomer <laughs> interesting choice i mean i didn't say it, you did but like you know what i mean just like interesting marketing choices that only exist because reagan made the thing happen that one time any whoosies? Zeus. Uh, lemon. So th- those three are lemon. the creators, though. Yeah. I said lemon. A lot of people call Lemmy Plumber Lemon Pepper. I don't know why, but it's like I've seen so many T channels and like people on Reddit call him Lemon that I just got like, in my head. I've like mixed it up, but Lemmy well. Lemmy. Lemmy. Lemmy is balls deep in baddies in the sense that he's fucking a lot of people on the cast that are (laughs) on the cast currently who to the point where it feels like it's a bit of a brothel situation or perhaps a pimping out type of thing. There's been a lot of speculation uh, allegedly that Natalie has been doing a lot of yacht parties a lot oh, of um that's so, that kind I'm, of thing I, I don't mean to be like i know it might be cringe and, and really sincere of me no but, but the thing I is mean, that's like, just, just she, so is a, a, she is a allegedly possibly like pimping out other people that are on the cast yeah, yeah. and so that's I what feel the redskins like were that doing. is if that <laughs> what wait what no literally like that's what the redskins were doing um that was what that was the big reason why a lot of people were just like, we can't do this anymore with the guy that used to own the Redskins, because that's what he was doing. He would have basically like have these corporate parties for like rich guys where he would bring the cheerleaders to the yacht and then like they would just like oh. leave and the yacht would sail off and the chicks couldn't leave anymore, you know? Yeah, like that's some real nasty shit. I, I don't like that one bit. But anyway, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Players. Huh? I was just like, how have I not heard of this? I oh. thought it was the football players, and I was like, how did I not know? Oh, that'd be super sick. <laughs> but of course, but of course, it's hush hush because it's just like the fucking cheerleader, like, you know. But it came out, and it was a big deal. It was basically the reason he got forced to sell the team. Thank God, because the guy was awful, mm-hmm. also an awful owner. So, like, we're better off without him. Well, there you go. But so. Lemmy is, I think while we're talking about it, you should give him a quick Google, Lemmy Plummer. Okay. Last name P-L-U-M-M-E-R. Because to me, he gives very, like, Jimiel White, Jaleel White, sorry, Urkel vibes. Um, But he acts in a sense, he kind of gives off, like, Chihuahua energy. 
and all the that. videos I've seen of him where he's just like, you look like acting all fucking tough. And it's like, you are 105 pounds. <laughs> and the only reason yeah, guy, why he yeah. can act that way is because he like actively walks around with Zeus, like the bodyguards you see on, which are the same people that you see on the, the bad boys are, they have fuckloads of like security guys. Zeus, okay. I think it was called like Zeus's Guardians. That's on their T-shirts or whatever. <laughs> but um, he actively like walks around with these motherfuckers too. And so yeah, he's like fucking a good, good handful of the women that are currently slash have been on Baddies. I can't speak for any of the other shows that are on this network. I don't want to speculate on that because I would like to hope that it's not so much so that it's like network wide. He's just fucking around on everybody, but like he fucks on these women a lot. Allegedly. I mean, what what reason what reason to own a network if not to fuck the female talent? <laughs> I'll be real. Like, I, I, I just don't like the pimping part. So here's the thing. <laughs> Okay. He's engaged to a woman, I think engaged, if not just maybe in a relationship with, they're not married legally, but Janisha John, who it just, bam, okay, it bamboozles me because she is hotter than anybody I've ever seen on this platform. She is like a gorgeous, stunting woman. Like, I don't know why this is even a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but she is the host of the baddies auditions and reunions so she interacts with these fucking girls that he's fucking hmm. That's so weird. they may allegedly they might be in an open relationship which in circumstances where he wasn't fucking his own employees that would be fine mm-hmm but he is fucking his own employee. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, okay. Including Scotty, who's from Charlotte. Uh, also, she's really hot. I just felt like throwing that out there. Um, she's allegedly fucking Anna Mac, who's like 23. I'm pretty sure he's like 39, like 40 years old. I'm like, okay. I guess I shouldn't be surprised because you're fucking your employees, but... And then he's fucking, who is it? There's somebody else on this. There are so many where I'm just like, I, it makes sense to me because watching the show, the, specifically Baddies East, like the current season, it makes sense as to why the drama is so confusing because half the time you're like, what, what is even the problem? Like, why are you beefing? And they don't say it because... <laughs> They're not going to edit it in a way to be like, well, they're all because it's because they're all fucking the owner of the network. <laughs> yeah, but that's just a production thing. He's not fucking them because he wants to. He just knows it's going to make better TV. Hey, that's how these things work. And that could be. Yeah, that totally makes a lot of sense. That's absolutely. Yeah, what's going on. A hundred percent. Stop. <laughs> what? So essentially, Zeus Network is giving off the energy of small chihuahua Urkel man fucks everybody he hires and 
the elephant is in the room is all I'm saying. And it's not going to okay. leave. Makes sense. That boy's boy club like, is like not affected, obviously. I don't know. I mean, again, all those guys are at the very least bisexual. <laughs> so, I mean, hey. Yeah, she, but I don't think Lemmy is. Especially, I mean, Lemmy, hey, if he's in an open he relationship, there are guys who will find he, a way to make that make sense. If it's a threesome, they'll, they'll find a honest, way to. I'm going to be honest. I do think, I think with the amount of like allegations and drama and discourse that specifically surrounds Lemmy fucking people that are on the cast of his shows i think if at this point something would have come out like to be honest like even just like okay. a comment about it but Hollywood i've never seen them. anything yeah. personally so i think he might be a truly straight man who might need a rico charge okay but wait how do you do you like jonathan um you know <sighs> I'm I'm twixt in between on him because, I, you know, it's like partially I like him because he seems sort of like a gentle giant and he seems to be like very illiterate. And so it's like I have a soft spot in my heart for the guy a little bit. But at the same time, he's just so fucking aggro. But I, I'm getting to the point in the show where they're starting to kind of soften him out and he's starting to get gain more human character, you know? I think he is an Aries. He might be a Taurus, but I think he's an Aries. And when I looked that up, it made a lot of sense to me. Um, yeah. I love Jonathan. I will say that on the first season of Bad Boys, you're missing out because there are these two aggressively straight men who make a point to tell everybody that they're straight and they make a <laughs> point to harass the guy whose dad was a singer. I can't remember his name. It's like I ain't gay, bro. I ain't gay, bro. <laughs> I ain't with but that gay shit, like, bro. <laughs> but, he, but he he is essentially he's like bisexual, but he doesn't like talk about it. But then okay. they are just like, so what are you? Because it's like you put these two men who are like, I'm straight, 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 and then you put them in a group full of gay dudes, and then this guy who's just like, you don't know, and then they're like, so what are you? What are you? What are you? And he's just like. It's not your business. And he, they're just like, well, what are, are you one of us or one of them? And that kind of thing. It turns into a whole fit. Like there's physical altercations <laughs> because of it. It's like a whole thing. And I like, I think after that happened, they like made a point to not bring out insecure straight men into the show because it just doesn't work out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now I'm curious the... is now the guy, there are two guys I'm curious about because they don't, they definitely give me a gay vibe, but like I can't tell. Um, so oh, what's this guy's name? You know the one that wears the dangly earrings? Is it Prince? Yeah, yeah. Is he gay? He went into a whole thing about how he's just like been called gay his whole life, but he's like not. And I feel like based okay, so I truly Because he seems like he could just him. be eccentric. I think that that's what it is exactly based on the way okay. he described it. Um, because he does present like not effeminate, but like sort of like how actual Prince did in a way where I'm almost like, are you cosplaying? That. Is that why your name is? <laughs> like, <laughs> because he's just like, 
he's very he's very uh manicured he dresses very fashionably but like also not aggressively masculine and yeah. he wears a lot of like yeah ear dangly earrings and shit but he's talked about how like he's always been like ha- ha- has always had his sexuality questioned mm-hmm. but in a, in a sense where he's like very comfortable talking about that and like his frustrations with that and in the way where I'm like it kind of gives off the sense that you have had this conversation so many times and you're tired of it because it's just like I'm just uh, being how I am. <laughs> like, okay. um, you know, and I the do other guy think I'm that curious he is about. just straight and like eccentric. But so eccentric. the other one I'm curious about, uh, I forget his name, but he kind of seen he kind of acts like a chihuahua, like very, you know, he's got the locks. Um, he's always saying wagwan. Is he like, but he's skin? like, he's no, he's, he's like maybe a little darker than me. But he's the one that was having issues at the very beginning with uh, with uh, Ra Ra, Digga Ra Ra, or whatever that guy's name is. Ra Ra Banger. Ra Ra thing where he just like gets on tables and just starts doing this like aggressive like dance out of nowhere. Yeah, like he's crumping or something. It's just funny because he's really short. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's the only reason why it looks funny because he's just like really short. And he's always um, I don't got know his shirt who you're off. talking about. It's honestly been like a good second. It's been like almost a year since I saw that season. Because I'm just curious at this point in the show, like, because I'm still pretty early on. I'm just trying to be, like basically spot, okay, who who all is actually gay here? Because then it's going to help me kind of assess like what why you want to fight so damn bad. Well, I think you can you assume know? anybody who says that they're gay is gay. Sure, but. There are some of them who aren't doing that, like the ones I'm asking about. And again, hey, I'm early on, so they might they might change that later. But anyway, none of I that's do, all that there's interesting. Like, there's one, okay, my one good takeaway, because I do think that Bad Boys was a flop, and that's why they never had any reunions and why they mm. only had two seasons. Um, why it's a flop, you can... That's a whole nother discussion. But I will say my one positive takeaway from it was I really enjoyed the fact that if you ignored the like occasions where in the first season, particularly where there were just like beef because of people being gay, (laughs) (laughs) having them like having like a public show of like straight men and gay men just being friends and not being weird about it i think was mm-hmm. a very positive thing to have on a tv show because i do it think it was too it's positive like... for zeus <laughs> well is that what you're saying? I, I don't think that's <laughs> no it's not the reason why it flopped that is like not absolutely not the reason why it flopped i think it flopped because people were just not interested in it i'm not gonna be okay i'm not gonna lie with you i think that people were just kind of like yeah that's cool and all but girls fighting <laughs> it's I mean, always way, way more, more dramatic way more yeah. snaky sneaky snaky sneak um but, but I you know think what's funny it was is like, like we've had cool... oh god well i was just gonna say one thing that's funny that to me about this show and I think you might have just agreed with the thing I've said before, but you remember I was saying how like 
with male and female relationships, like guys will just duke it out and then they'll just move on. And this show has so many instances of that just in the point that I'm at in the show where somebody will have very serious, seemingly serious issues with somebody. They fight it out and then it's like, okay, now I'm able to go out to the strip club with you. <laughs> That's not at all what I'm saying. Um, the you guys saying that had the an issue with the gay shit, that never, that was not really resolved. They just like sort of, they literally had to get the producers in to just be like. Yeah, but those guys just like have that, a fixation you know? on, on but homosexuality. in the season <laughs> that you're watching, the thing that I liked about it was the fact that there were just like straight guys, gay guys, bi guys, whatever, and they were all just being friends. Like there's points in the season where they're playing like tag team football and stuff. Yeah. And like not, no one is like concerned about who's what, you know? Right, you got AIDS? But <laughs> I I I can't, I yeah, can't two like, hand touch you if you got AIDS. <laughs> it's like there's none of that, and I think that's like the biggest positive like take from that show is the fact that they just like showed, and especially like a lot of like black men too, like just being like chill about that, like which is I think a thing that like um the guys from like the first season talked about being like, I can't like, no, no, no. And I was just like, what? So I learned about that a little bit, but <laughs> I think like just the fact that they were like, Hey, like it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> like We're just like, we're chilling. We're not like trying to fuck each other or anything or be weirded out by each other. It's just like people, you know, that's a yeah. thing that happens. The thing that I will say is that I don't think that the reason why Bad Boys is gooder is because they just duke it out. Is because they do the exact same thing in Baddies with the girls. Like, they duke it out so much to the point where it's, like, almost too much. You know? Okay. Like, okay, excessive duking it out. Like, over the smallest shit. Like, over made-up things. Over... Things that are so small that you're just kind of like, you're exhausted by it. You're like, why are you even, this could have just been a conversation. But it takes them having two episodes worth of beef and fighting to them getting to a point where they actually talk to each other to be like, okay. And it's but you remember, this is what I was... So, no, I do not think that was... Bad Boys is more interesting because they duke it out. Because they don't no, duke no, no, it no, out nearly not... as much. No, no, that's not what I was saying. I, I, I guess what I was saying... I, I was saying something different, but it, that's not quite as interesting to me. And I'm just going to say this real quick, and I don't, need, I, don't, I don't intend to talk too much about it. But this was an off-camera conversation we had, and I basically said, you know... If I were in a gay, if I were in a same-sex relationship, I'd rather be in a gay male relationship. Pause. Not because I am a gay man. I want to make that clear. Pause. <laughs> no, don't say it. I'm not gay. Pause. <laughs> but because if I were in a lesbian relationship, I just feel like there would just always be so much drama and just like back and forth shit, and nothing would ever get resolved. And I feel like if I were in a gay male relationship, it would just be like, okay, we've got an issue. I don't like how you didn't do the dishes or whatever. 
we can just take it outside and, and tussle and we can come back inside and we're good. You know? It, and so it's anyway, funny that this to me is proof of what I was saying. No, it's just, well, it's not proof because it's like these, again, this is an issue with Zeus, like the environment, like they specifically cater to them just like that's like what they want they want them to f physically emotionally fight as much as possible because that is right. the drama and it's but the, the same as bad boys. girls club but, but what, the bad boys what i was gonna aren't... say i just think it's really funny you said that because i definitely have had like straight girlfriends say the same thing about being like oh i wish i was just a lesbian because i feel like it would be so much easier because then we would just get each other and we wouldn't have to argue about this and that and the third a lot of straight people optimistic. like to <laughs> fantasize or not fantasize but just like proselytize the idea of like well if i was just gay things would just be easier on either end straight dudes straight women straight whoever which are just like, oh, it would just be so much easier if I was... It's not. It's, I disagree. It's, it's, I'm very glad not, I'm... I'm. How would you know? I'm straight because... Well, no, I've, I'm, I'm very glad I'm straight because oh, this well, is the norm. Okay. And so it's like, we already have like media ideas of how to handle issues. No, but you just said you know? the thing about no, I was how talking you were about like, gay well, relationships. I was with a guy. Yeah, and you were like pause but you were just saying like if i was in a same-sex relationship pause <laughs> then we could just dig it up blah 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 but i'm just saying i've heard that exact same kind of thing from straight women who are just like blah blah not in the same context but just like oh my god like dating would just be so much easier if i was a lesbian versus being a gay man Versus you saying, pause, that if you were in a same-sex relationship, that it could be easier in some ways, pause. So, yeah, like, that's what I'm saying is I'm not saying you wished you were gay, pause. I'm just saying that you are saying a thing that I've heard from other people on the opposite gender side and on your side who were, you're straight and you're just like, Oh my god, it would just be like I could just do this. Like this would be different. That would be different. It's just like it's not. No, no, I prefer I prefer <laughs> not not just because I am a straight male, but like I'm in this particular like intellectual exercise. I would rather be straight than be gay anything because that's just like a different kind of thing and you would have to there's it, to me it seems like there would be a lot more working out of how to make this work. Because you don't have easy examples of how that relationship is going to work, how you're going to problem solve and get past conflicts and things like that. I think period straight relationships are probably easier. Like if you were to take a broad poll, I think that that would be the outcome. I'm just saying on the basis of homosexual relationships, which kind of homosexual relationship would be easier to, to, to manage? I think that, but it's okay. I, 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 all I, I said what I said, and that's just where it stands, you know. <laughs> I think that issues within like heterosexual relationships get taken more seriously on the broader scheme of things, like by the general public, like especially Absolutely. with things like, you know, like domestic violence or something like that. It like your immediate thought is, um 
you know, like a man woman, like a male female relationship. You don't think about like a lesbian relationship or a gay relationship or a relationship with trans people or this and that and the third, you know? So it's like yeah. our, our automatic thought is just like a heteronormative relationship with that kind of shit. And I do think that that contributes to why we like you and I especially are just like thinking like, Oh, well it's easier because it's like, I'm already categorizing things in this format that I am existing mm -hmm. in. And in how my brain is like processing that. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's hard everywhere. Yeah, of course. It's hard out here for everybody. I'm just, but, you know, I'm just thinking through things. But so yeah. speaking of uh, <laughs> things that are difficult to think through now, I don't know exactly what's going on in this clip. So I'm, uh, sh should we watch this clip of the quadroon first or sh should we get some background and then watch the clip? Because I sent it in the chat, I did find the, the 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 link, so I have it. I don't really think there's like much background you can give to it outside of just like there's this like it's biracial lounge. The TikTok okay. account is biracial lounge. They had the original poetry on there and then deleted it because they got clowned on aggressively, and this is like within the past week. Um. This person, Maya Osborne, did a little, like, poetry ditty about being 75% uh, white, 25% black. <laughs> um, and it didn't get received very well. So, yeah, we should definitely pop the, the highlights in really quick. Cool. All right, I'm about to pull it up now. Someone who is three-fourths Massa and one-quarter Coon. Obama is a mulatto. That's the one-drop rule fades through the American conscience. And maybe my story is just a little too... That's, that's an interesting clip. Um, you know... Uh, I do want to reiterate my apologies for not having the foresight to save the original video. I didn't realize that Biracial Lounge was going to delete the OG poem. So First I've got our, lounge. I found the 12 minute performance of this poem, this poem. <laughs> but that's but that's separate from the biracial lounge clip. I sent the biracial biracial lounge clip in the chat. But uh yeah, I mean yeah, like you said there isn't really much to say about this. Uh some people are just determined to be embarrassing. And I'll just say, "Hey, look, if you do poetry you're just you want to be embarrassing so <laughs> that's all there is to it <laughs> if okay. in, unless you write like beautiful poetry like pablo neruda you're not a true poet to me to me you're just a weirdo like theater kid that this is the way you want to do it do you have like upper echelon levels of expectations for poetry yeah because i just i don't like this weird shit people do it's like spoken word like i I think it's really, I think poetry is like, not to get like all basic, just being like poetry is like this, but like poetry in of itself is such an interesting art form to me because I feel like the expectations are so high because it is so easy, so easy yeah. to just make cringe. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess because Absolutely. it's, like, so heavily associated with just being, like, high art. Like, artist, I'm an artist. I make poetry. I don't write books or, like, articles or, like, anything of like scholarly value but i'm not writing a book but i am writing my emotions so it's like yeah. when you do that and you're like this is art it's like okay so it's got to be pretty fucking good for it to not <laughs> to be embarrassing and then you add the spoken part <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's some unfortunate stuff i'll, I'll just put it that way <laughs> i'm, I'm not a big seen like really good spoken word poetry and I, like even like just within the context of like spoken word poetry about like racial issues or like somebody's experience being like with their identity you know it's just that this was not that i'm sorry but to me and again i'm already not a big fan of poetry so like people can Fair. People can take anything I say with a grain of salt, but especially this. But I think that poetry, to me, poetry shines when people find ways to transcend the human experience or to transcend the basic feeling, the basic sentiment that you experience in that condition and find ways to elevate that. So it's like either you can be extremely terrestrial and just give me some like really hard-hitting stuff that I've never thought or like a perspective I've never thought about that life with or you're bringing me into a zone where I'm just like seeing crazy beauty or I like see like insane like horror but to be like this is my experience as a black man I go through da 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 and the police will shoot me every moment of the day <laughs> I don't want to hear that 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 sucks I don't want to hear Rupi Cower or whatever that girl's name is that shit sucks I, I don't want to hear it do you think like a big part of why I view okay I view sp spoken word like slam poetry is it even called slam poetry am I thinking of something else I've heard both of the I think they're distinctly different things but I don't okay. know anything about well, it so I don't just know. <laughs> spoken word poetry I feel like I almost view it in a similar way like in terms of how i like emotionally receive it as i do improv comedy mm -hmm. where it's just like i feel like there is there are so many different skill sets you have to be really effective in in order to make it good because like with, like spoken word poetry it's like not only do you have to be a really good writer but you also have to be a really good public speaker and potentially a really good actor. And have discipline. You know? And I think the same thing is with, like, with improv comedy. It's like, not only do you have to be a really good comedian, like, funny, you have to also be really good at, like, just thinking of shit on the fly, you know, like, being really, like, reactive. And also, again, like, a good actor to an extent, you know? So it's like, these are, like, this is some, I think this is why people are haters when it comes to like improv comedy and also like spoken word poetry is because it's like so easy for shit to suck and also be cringy, yeah. you know, like mm -hmm. embarrassing. So it's like, <laughs> like, yeah. so I think it's like when you're really, really good at it, it's amazing because it is so hard. 
which is why I would never try. And I think most people wouldn't try. And when you try, it's like, good on you. But if you're good I've at never it, it's enjoyed, like, mwah, mwah, mwah. I've never enjoyed someone perform a poem. I've enjoyed seeing oh. great poets read their poetry. Oh, okay. Like, great poetry, I like. I don't like people where, like, because, again, that's my whole thing is, like, it's just uh, how do you play a, play to a crowd? How do you be the most weird and, like, off-putting and embarrassing version of a person that could exist? You know, that's kind of that's kind of to me what this stuff tends to be. And that's why, hey, it's just not for me. You know, people got very excited. I get I think when Biden got inaugurated, he had some like some black teen reading some like some racial poetry or something. People were very into it and they loved it. It's just not for me. And that's okay. That he proceeded to not do anything about the issues being spoken. Well, the same way the poetry is just like lame dumb racial shit where people just get a pat well, on the a back teen, for like you it. gotta cut him a little bit of slack if it's a teen like because okay i was on the speech and debate team as a kid back in my okay. day in high school and the speech part of speech and debate is literally just like spoken word poetry or like most of the time it's like like scripts like it's like like not like when you're an actor where you're just like reading off of script and you're like acting, but it's like you have to do that, but you're like doing it in a spoken word on stage format. And it's like, it's, it can go either way. It could be really bad or really good. It's never just regular. It's either really, really good. And it's like, oh, you could be an actor. Oh. or it's like pack it up i just don't give people credit for things if it's not good so it either has to <laughs> like be captivating or it just isn't i don't care if you're five and you do it like if if it sucked it just sucked you know and i'm really forgiving because like i'm not the sort of guy that thinks you need to be technically adept to do things well like i i like I, you know I'm, I'm into music I'm not a great music. I'm very far from a great musician. But I'm like creative and I think I come up with good ideas and like concepts. And so I'm able to execute like, you know, versus the money. Like, so that's why I'm saying like, I don't think you need to be like a master at the thing you do. It just has to make people feel something. And people don't feel things when they know that you're being fake with them and you're just doing a weird like, you know routine or something <laughs> but that's it i you know clearly i have nothing I think, to say like, about i this. can't <laughs> even tell if like this person is like a teen or an adult you know so i'm kind of like i don't know how bad i should be feeling for this. i'm 75 percent massa 25 percent, or what was it yeah 25 percent coon <laughs> obama like oh my god <laughs> Obama. Man, people are losing. Oh. It. Well, speaking of people losing, it was a lot. That was logic. a lot. But and you know, I people hate on logic a lot. I'm I'm not fond of. He makes me very uncomfortable because he is so I, uncomfortable. I recently learned that he is twenty five percent. He's like a quarter. Like I thought 
I was always under the impression up until like a couple weeks ago, literally, that he was like half black, half white because of just literally only because of the way in which he so frequently discusses his racial background on his like podcast and stuff. Yeah. But he, his dad, who I thought was black, is biracial. He's half white, half black. So logic is 75% white. And I'm like, okay, your face is making a lot of sense right now. And also the amount of effort that you've gone into defending your ability to use the N-word is also making a lot of sense right now because you're just seeming very insecure. Right, and that's my thing about him that just makes me so uncomfortable is, you know, because I've seen, I've watched interviews with him. Uh, You know, he's, I don't need to go into all the details, but long story short, I've been privy to this guy. And, like, you know how you'll be around someone who you can just tell, like, they are never comfortable within any inch of their skin. They're just constantly uncomfortable and constantly, like, trying to figure out what is going to make people like me what is going to make people like me enough to where i can be distracted by th- by what I, what they think enough to distract me from how little i like myself and he just like oozes that and it's just really really uncomfortable to listen to this guy and to watch him act this way and that's the thing like i just wish and, and I, like and i would hope that people who care about the whole n-word thing a lot would just come out and say this. Maybe they don't feel that way, and that's fine too. But I would like for him to just say it and not give a shit. Because at least that would show that he's got some level of confidence, like self-confidence, you know? Like, like even even if I were a person who's just straight up like, uh, no, you have to be six, at least 68% black to say the N-word, then I still would just be like, hey, look, man, as long as he's happy, I'm going to be a little less uncomfortable, so let's just do it. <laughs> man. Uh, well, this is making me think about the fact that, like, I think within this past week, he posted a picture of him and his family, and it was like him and his wife wife and their kid and it was just like something like just the four of us or something like that and it was like a like i guess like a pregnancy announcement but everybody was just like is the black in the room or any something like that like to that it was just that was the general response to it and i think it's like in large part due to the fact that he just talks about it so much, you know? And yeah. it's not it's not because people are hating on him for being biracial or for being like vaguely white passing and stuff. It's like it's I mean, literally they are. just because No, it's because of the frequency in which he talks about his identity. Like he talks about it so much in the way that he talks about it is very much so like it seems like he's sort of trying to like cater to like or like to sort of like convince himself that he is black, but it's like yeah, weird. I don't know. It's weird, like yeah, like buddy, if you've got to if you got to work through some stuff, just just go there and go wherever. Go to an analyst. Go to a therapist. I don't care. Just go somewhere and handle it. 
we don't need to be involved in your process and your journey. <laughs> like he wants the Straight whole up. internet to be his like therapist or something. Right. But, it's but like, that's why we're not going to give you the answers you want. Nah, that's why like I, I don't really fuck with, with Rachel Dola's all because I just don't think we should be encouraging people to tell us things that don't make sense and are untrue. But Wait, did you hear that she I, got an OnlyFans? Well, she had been had it. That's the thing that's so oh. weird to me about that. But did you hear she that she fired. got fired? Oh, yeah. Well, she got fired from for the people out there, and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but she got fired from a job teaching because uh, she had an OnlyFans. Hey, look, I get it. I, I If I were a parent, I wouldn't want my teacher, the teacher of my kid, to have an OnlyFans, you know? Like, not for any real reason other than I just don't think it's appropriate, you know? But, hey, it is what it is. But you know what it is? She, oh, that, that's the other thing is, yeah, she's had this for like a long time. Like, from what I understand, she had the OnlyFans longer than whenever she got that job teaching. So, I mean, there, I really don't understand how, it's it's just funny that they were fine with her being transracial before, <laughs> you know, like that was okay. <laughs> but <laughs> I would have the impression that nobody knew that she was transracial until it, like, there's no way they didn't out, know. Like, she got you know? There's no way they didn't know. She's like she was like national news, and every time she comes up, she's she continues that, to be national news. I'm saying before the national news part, like prior to that, I don't know if anybody like back when she was her. back when she was in in Washington at yeah. the NAACP. <laughs> well, I don't know. I just thought it was funny because I genuinely forgot about her and. I think about her every happen. week. I was like, I was think, wondering what you were up to after all that. Oh, she's still doing her thing. She, she's know, still out here doing something. her thing. But uh, but yeah, you know, speaking of people that uh that are embarrassing, and I have a soft spot in my heart for this guy. So I'm he's embarrassing, but I'm like it's okay, you know. But so uh so you know we we spoke a little bit about uh, Michael Threets, the uh the the weird librarian yeah and you know i know lots of people exactly and i think he might be autistic even though like they well he came out and he said he was in 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 the very pc way you would expect him to he came out and he said because people accused him of being autistic (laughs) he said Hey guys, no, I'm not autistic. Even though autistic people are probably the coolest people in the world, I am not autistic. <laughs> like, why does it matter if he is? Right, like, that's what I I'm asking him. I don't know why him. that matters. Why'd he even address it? <laughs> well, no, it's like, well, I mean, it's him, but also the people asking. It's just like, I mean, people okay, are mean. Like, I mean, you can, especially on the internet. Listen, I'm not. I am not going to pretend like I am above like having had conversation with random people and like considering it in my mind subconsciously that a person that I'm speaking to might be autistic. But it's not like I'm just going to be like, hey, are you autistic or something? Or like you're giving me these vibes of autism. You know, it's just like it's not, you know, and it's like I feel like it's very much so the the comfort of being behind a screen. It's just the classic standard thing. And if he is or isn't, like, whatever, I personally 
don't I feel like if especially because he was homeschooled, I feel like it makes a lot of sense why he couldn't handle the backlash on the internet. I also so, don't yeah, so think let's, let's that he went on the stuff. internet with the expectation of being like blowing up. You know what I mean? But so let's give people context. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and watch the clip of him quitting because the story is that this guy get, got like viral for being like a TikToking librarian. He's a homeschooled guy. Yeah, I saw. I had a couple uh, of his vids pop up before this on my feed. Yeah. And I know people in the library world. And so they have told me that he was already on the rise to begin with. Like he was, he was making the rounds on, on, on LinkedIn and shit. Like he was becoming a motivational guy like, for librarians. <laughs> he had like the, the positive volumes. Exactly. So, you know, he, he was making waves, but so yeah, let me go ahead and pull this clip up and I'm going to send it in the chat. Come on, let's go. Right there. Upload to, yeah. So I'll send that. All right, here we go. So yeah, so here is his, uh, his like notice of quitting his job or whatever. <laughs> Dear Shalano County Library, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for raising me as a homeschool library kid. This is a place where I've always felt safe, where I've always felt like I belong, where I've always felt like I've had friends. You gave me my first job as a library worker. You made me a librarian. I went from library kid to being in charge of the library where I grew up in. It has been the honor of my life. I have made some of my closest friends in my 10 plus years as a Solano County library worker. I love my friends. I cherish them. They mean everything to my heart, to my soul. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But my last day at Solano County Library will be March 1st. I am leaving to prioritize my mental health, to work with my mental health check-in team. But I'm hoping to make you so very proud. I'm hoping to fight for literacy. There is so much going on across the nation, across the world, that are impacting libraries. And I want to support them as much as I'm able to, worldwide, nationwide, going before Congress, letting them know how much libraries need funding, deserve fundings. Funding libraries is funding the community, funding our togetherness, our unity, making us better people starting as library kids and library grown-ups to library kids to library grown-ups i'm so very sorry i am going to miss you but i'm still going to be around i'm going to keep on visiting you're in good hands i love these library workers they love you they care about you they are passionate about your library joy i love library joy i love book joy i will always love solano county library thank you there it is so uh well what do you think about what do you think about this whole saga Well, oh yeah, again. I sorry, I, I forgot to fill people in. He got made fun of on the internet because one of his clips went super viral, and I think one of the things that really made him go viral, like in a negative way, was uh, somebody had quote retweeted one of his videos where he was like, "Okay, yeah, like the guy's energy. really, yeah, the guy's really libtarded, and that's just libraries. Libraries are just really libtarded. It, it it just is what it is." And it's weird to see people be libtards, but like be really smiley because it's just it's, you know, it's just disconcerting, you know. And so, yeah, people saw it. I think the thing that was really funny about it was they did it to a, a clip or like a, a picture of him where he just posted himself with his white mom and black dad or I don't forget the configuration, but he's biracial. And the person made a, a quote retweet where they said, you know, I don't like when people uh like when they when they give 
a light, but then they actually have a dark vibe. <laughs> it's kind of like the black and the white cookie, you know? <laughs> and that person privated their account afterwards. And changed their bio to a, an apology for making the tweet. But so anyway, so that's the context. So yeah, what do you think about this whole fiasco? No, I don't really feel much. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I liked him. I saw, I was following him and I liked his videos in the past. He just really just seemed like a extremely homeschool. Like, I didn't even know this about him. But when I found out about it, I was like, yeah, um, yeah. Like an extremely homeschooled person who went to school to be a librarian and became like a local like public librarian and was just really into it and like possibly autistic, maybe not, but like definitely dealing with some kind of like mental struggles. It sounds like, or it seemed like, like based on how he had talked about it in the past that he's just like been dealing with a lot while also like working this like full-time job that I get I, well for anyone who's unaware like being a librarian in general but especially in like the public sector is an extremely laborious job so it doesn't it honestly doesn't surprise me um if this person is homeschooled doing this job that is very intensive even if he is passionate about it who doesn't have the same social background that you and I have. Yeah. Not handling, you know, like social Any media. Any kind of social like situation. Or just trolling or anything like that. Not handling that well. If you're already somebody who's had like a more isolated background. I, w I won't say that. I don't know what his upbringing was like, to be fair, but like, like, like the cultural like expectation of people who are homeschooled is that of you don't get the same standard experience of interacting with people in your own age group, like being peers in school, but it seemingly does like affect some people sometimes and especially if you already have a lot going on mentally but he just like to me like I just I don't know I liked him I just felt like he was very like hyper fixated on his job and it being something that he was really passionate about and I liked the fact that he really cared about his home library like it being the one that he grew up in and just like it felt like his third space which is what libraries are supposed to be so I feel like the overall message that he is trying to send and advocate for is not a bad one you know hey I hear that you know um I'm a big library fan I know you are too. We both yeah, had I mean, had our histories with the the library space as workers I've, and as participants. I've worked in libraries, and you know, um, what you say is true. I mean, you know, I've I've been in public libraries before, and it is definitely, especially if he works. I don't know his like full background. I. I picked up on this like when I picked up on this a few days ago. So I'm like very fresh to this whole thing. 
Um, but if he works at like a, a very big branch, he's going to encounter a lot of things that uh, even in his system, it was like a neighborhood branch. He worked at like this small public library that he like in his hometown, like he sure, grew but... up going to this library and then like worked there as a librarian and it was not like a major branch of any sorts. It wasn't in like a, it was in like the San Francisco area, but it was like in a town, Solano. you know? But so yeah. I guess my point is like, in a town, like like the libraries are categorized differently depending on like their mission is determined by the size of the amount of traffic that they get, and so like their entire like what, the kinds of books that they have, the programming they have, all that stuff is based on what kind of library it is. So you have like regional libraries, you have like the larger flagship libraries, you have neighborhood libraries, and so that's kind of what I'm trying this to figure is just out talking is about. Yeah, and this is just talking about, like, public libraries. You're like, right, you yeah. know, yeah. But so, yeah, so, I mean, anyway, libraries in general are places where, I mean, lots of homeless people like to hang out at libraries. Homeless people have a variety of issues, and the library has, library, public libraries have had to kind of take on the role of being social social service, or not social service, but, like, social workers, you know? That's what that's a lot of what the job is, especially for people like this guy who are like really dedicated to what they do. Those kind of people have a t have a tendency to kind of bite off more than they can chew when it comes to working Absolutely. in libraries. And yeah, you know, it, this guy just seemed just like a sweet guy. I, you know, I saw he made some tweets where he was tweeting some like gender bender kids books or it was like a banned book thing or whatever. Again, you know, there are some things that go on in libraries that I think are a little iffy, but at the end of the day, the guy's heart's in the right place. And so I, I don't, I just, I don't think that he just seemed like a sweet guy that, like you said, just, he's not used to this yeah. kind of attention. He's not used to this yeah. kind of I, social interaction. I genuinely, I don't think he's weird or creepy or has dark vibes or dark energy <laughs> around him. I think that he is somebody who has a different uh, experience in terms of like social upbringing and being on social media Yeah, is a weird transition from that. Also, mm -hmm. we don't even know if like this, like the TikTok experience has anything to do with him stepping away. Like it could be something going on in his real life, you know? <laughs> Um, yeah. He doesn't specify, but also apparently, allegedly, I don't know if this is true or not, but apparently he said something about how he got picked up by PBS Kids. Yeah. So it's not I like he's that. not yeah. working. Mm -hmm. um, and that was one thing when I first... But he was stepping first... away from his, his local library, you know, setting that he was in. So it, again, like it could have been totally... A hundred percent stuff like unrelated to TikTok, and he was just letting people know that he was having a setting change because he is still communicating about like other prospects. It's not like yeah. he's like, I'm stepping away from social media forever, you know? So it's like, this could just be shit going on in his life or like from his experience working in a public library, which is again, like, I think as far as, um, Avenues that you could explore as 
having being like a librarian as your like career it's like that is the most that's probably one of the more like emotionally taxing um sectors to go into yeah you know and that's the thing that like one thing you said a second ago really i think is really important here is like i was speaking to a friend who's also been mixed up in the library world and we had a little bit of a disagreement because uh you know, she was saying that she thought that this was probably all like a kind of like a media campaign, the whole thing of him quitting his his job and everything. And this was before oh. we knew that he even possibly has some kind of TV deal. We were saying like, yeah, he's probably got something lined up. Like we were like, they might be doing a Reading Rainbow reboot and like he's the new guy or something, you know. <laughs> but I was saying, you know, this guy seems so sincere. If there's a media campaign, I don't think that he even knows it's going on. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I like, feel like that genuinely was for his like <laughs> local librarian uh, patrons who also yeah. just were like TikTokers or whatever. Like, I f it really felt like one. Like, if you take away the context of it being like things that everyone else knows about. It seems like something that somebody would just post online to be like, hey, guys, like, I know I've been here for like 10 years and I love y'all, like, but I, you know, like, I yeah. don't know. It just, it, he just does not give off the vibe of somebody who has like an ulterior motive by any means. Like, I don't even no. think he has the capacity to have an ulterior motive. This guy, this is a like, type of Like, he just really guy. likes books. And telling yeah. people about fucking books and shit. And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. That's why he got really into being a librarian. I'm a big stan, to be honest. This is a type of person in the library world. This kind of person is one that is, uh, you know, they, they're like very asexual. This type of person, you know? And, I, you know, they're it's... like, it, librarian is me. That is my identity. Right. I am a librarian. I'm married to the library. That's the thing. I'm, I'm married to, like I mean, he, so, well, I was just going to say one of the things that he went viral for was he, I think, posted a clip of like a new tattoo that he got. <laughs> he, he got, uh, he got Arthur tattooed on his, on his arm or something because you remember Arthur had the episode about the library and that's a big thing. Like he has the saying in from that episode of like being cool isn't hard if you've got a library card. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. But again, that's the thing. Hey, is this guy is this guy like a like MK Ultra agent for PBS? And they're using him to push like gender ideology and to push race ideology. Two and stuff. things. One, Arthur went fucking hard. I loved Arthur. Yeah, no, Arthur. If Arthur's I have a kid, show. they're definitely gonna be I'm pushing the Arthur. And also the the Hanna Barbera of the early two thousands. But um, no, I don't think it's that deep. I think this guy is literally just a socially awkward homeschooled person who didn't have the public school setting to socialize in, went to his local public library because his parents in like the 90s were like, this is where you go to study and learn. And he really clung to that and then mm -hmm. loved it so much that that became what he wanted to do. And like, I really just yeah. think that it is what it is. And he hey, just look, got I, caught up in social media, the poor bastard, you know? I, I, I am in agreement with you. I'm just begging the question because we have a responsibility as journalists. 
to explore pot potentialities oh, and possibilities. Yeah. Okay. And so, look, if if there's a possibility that this guy, because, hey, look, you know, intelligence agencies, just like every other institution, that's an institution that has dropped and has seen a fall from grace where it's not quite as effective and competent as it once was. So there was a point where you did MK Ultra, you got like Charlie Manson. You got like a crazy killing machine. You got a guy who's like going to do all sorts of insane stuff for you. These days, maybe the MK Ultra doesn't create a killing, a psychopathic killing machine. It just creates an autistic guy that's going to push certain agendas on behalf of the state. I don't believe this to be true. I'm just asking questions. I just feel like that would be fucking stupid and it wouldn't make sense. And that would be a whole different... That would be a whole different conversation that we should probably table. Because, like, that makes no... That's so stupid to me. It's like brain rot. I'm rotting right now thinking about Look, it. Look, other people are I saying this. I think this guy... Yeah, and they're stupid and brain rotted, maybe. Possibly. Allegedly. But I think that this fucking dude is just like, it's just not that serious. <laughs> but he has a dark energy. Like, <laughs> yeah, and then that person privated their account afterwards, so they must have either learned the error of their ways or they were just talking shit and they didn't realize they were going to get the negative feedback that they got. They didn't realize that they I were going to blow that up that just like he didn't realize he was going to blow was, up. I don't even think that that specific comment was the reason why he switched jobs. I think no, that no. it was just a timing thing, you know? So it's just kind of like, okay, like... I think in general, I the mean, hate yeah, he was getting online That's honestly, was... like, the one of the least horrible things I've ever seen somebody tweet. But for somebody like <laughs> him, know? that kind of... But for somebody like him, that kind of thing could actually really hit you. Because he seems yeah, to really definitely... be into, like his vibe like his vibe is There's everything no to him fucking way that that's the worst thing he's seen being said about him on the internet no, so i'm just kind of like that has nothing to do with it but i don't even probably... think it was the nail in the coffin i don't even i don't even know if he saw it he probably might have not even saw it because like it was one of the like, biggest when that hated it was one of the biggest hate messages that he got like in terms of reach it was the biggest one but the reach wasn't just because of people being like, yeah. it was like people being like, no. So I'm just like, I don't know. But I that doesn't make any difference. I it, just, regardless, I, the, I the interactions are going to land it on his page is what I'm saying. I I'm not saying that it was the most he, hateful thing. I'm just saying that it's probably one of the main things that he did see. Because you remember he was saying people brought it to my attention that people were being hateful toward me. So I'm just saying it's very likely that was one of the things that he saw. And again, the guy seems to really like, and again, for good reason, he seems like a really good guy. He seems to really like be invested in giving vibes, like good vibes. And so if someone were to say something like that, that's probably the thing that would hit him the most because he can probably recognize, again, I don't know, you know, he might, he might not recognize certain things, but he would probably be able to recognize if somebody just said, you're evil and I think you should go uh go grill yourself <laughs> he would probably say oh that's really mean that hurts my feelings but i know that they don't know me and they just probably like he said they probably just had a bad day this person 
he might be afraid, see something in him that he's been afraid of this whole time. But there is one thing I saw in him. There's one thing I saw in him that did make me a little uneasy. I think there is never an instance where a man should not have facial hair if he's capable of growing it. Change my mind. Capable of growing it. Hmm? Do you know he's capable of growing it? So you didn't see his five o'clock shadow? Okay, the guy but is shaving I will facial say hair the five o'clock, the five, the five. <laughs> I personally prefer a clean-shaven dude myself, so. You can look good without facial hair. I'm not saying every man needs facial hair. What I'm saying I is am, I'm not going to lie. If somebody better. has like a full fucking beard, I'm like, what are you hiding? Okay, that's fair. What are you hiding? That's totally that? fair. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, at the end of the day, I think like the the close the book period thing with him is that he got a PBS gig and was just telling everybody that he was like leaving his job and maybe he was being honest and it was just like, oh, I'm taking a mental health break and I got my team here, my squad to help me not like be depressed and then he hey guys, also go to Danny to in the team job. department. <laughs> or he was just putting in his two weeks and was just letting us know and was also like yeah i am also uh investing in therapy because i'm not uh media trained you know what a flame out I just, I and again just, i say that with the most love in my heart but like damn, i hope like, i <laughs> hope that he if they do a reboot of reading rainbow with him I would tune in. I, I am in my 27, my golden girls era. I will tune in. I just want to see what's won't. up. I want to see if like, I will let my little future baby have access to it. You know? I'm not tuning in, but I respect the fact that he may or may not be doing it. If he I does it, I'm really cool for gig. And if I hope that it, like it, the the TikTok experience draws more prevalence to that, and I just love anything that encourages people to read books. Honestly, like I don't even care what kind of fucking book you're reading. Read it. You know. Yeah. And again, this is just my thing, but we don't need a beta on reading Rainbow. We need a soft, but hot, but but firm man telling children to read. Like LeVar Burton. We need a guy who you can believe he's cool. I want to be cool. And the cool guy told me to read. This guy just be doesn't make me feel. Who? Okay, but who nowadays? Like, if you could pick anybody to be the new reading rainbow. Okay. Bitch. Like, who is it? Okay, you know, there are lots of people out there. Um, This guy annoys me a lot. But I think he would do a really good job at it. But Lakeith Stanfield, I think he'd be a great reading rainbow guy. I think, uh, you know, and I think Snoop Dogg might be either MK Ultra, like for real, or uh, like just Illuminati, but not high level. Like he's high level Illuminati, but not highest. But Snoop Dogg, I think he'd do a good job at that. I would say Keith David. He's too old. 
It's not. He's like sixty-seven. What? I mean, he can still. It's not yeah. like he can't. Lavar Burton was cool and young. He was like a cool, like older cousin or something. Uh, but like Keith David could be like your grandpappy, being like, "Yeah, I'm epic. I'm hard. I did." You know, he's shit. also he would scare the kids because he's always playing roles of like evil guys. No, he's not. No. Yes, he is. That's literally no. what he does for a living. No. No. Okay, name me a role no. he played no. where he wasn't evil. The thing. Um, fucking anything that he's That's ever old done as hell. John Carpenter. Okay, but so it was still a, a role. <laughs> and it was but the most too. But the most recent things he's done, he's always evil. Well, like, okay, remember, he was, his, he was like, the evil guy in The Frog. But yeah, he, he was the evil guy in the frog. Like epic stuff. In the black movies I see him in, he's always playing like a crooked guy. He like there was a, a TV show like The Green Leaf or something where he was playing like an evil crooked preacher. He was like <laughs> he was Spawn slash Al Simmons. I don't know who that is. You hey, you may have a point. I just I wouldn't I just rank him very highly on my list. A like his voice is like and I think his vibe is I love him but you know what comment below who you think should be rating Rainbow Man yeah and hey look I would love to see people you know people people uh you know support our brother Michael Michael Threets because hey maybe there are some people out there that think he should be the next reading Rainbow guy Maybe we could be doing be a focus cool. group for PBS right now. I think it would be cool and epic, and we shall see. I don't even know if he's actually going to be doing that. It could just yeah. be like fake news for all we know. But uh, if it happens, then you better believe that we're going to comment on it. You know it. All but right. Well, I don't have anything else. That'll be <laughs> that'll be for that's for a different episode. But now there is another thing for... in oh, but in line with this, and I'm not going to talk about it now. I'm just putting it on record so that we talk about it later. But speaking of autistic people, I, I've been a fan of Love on the Spectrum. That's been my shit. Huh. But like you know, the newest American season just just came out like uh, maybe a month or so ago. I have finally finished watching it. That show is wild. I do want to talk about that at some point. I'm going to watch it. I've never watched it. Um, oh, you got to watch it. I've seen discourse about it, but I have not hopped into it because I'm like, I, I haven't even, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about, but. Oh, it's sick. You know? Down for love. I tried. I thought it was going to be way funnier than it was. What is that? So, you know, like love on the spectrum because it's like an allusion to the spectrum. Down for love, Is you know, down you got for Down love syndrome. Australian? Like I think the one I saw like... was Australian. I thought it was going to be way more fun because you've got, you know, you've got the fun guys on there, you know? I thought those guys were going to be a bit more fun, but it, it, leave, it, it, it left a lot. I just I I wasn't really feeling it. I'll just put it that way. Leave a like if you want to listen to talk about autistic people dating. 
you know Comment they want to hear it. <laughs> you know they want to hear it. Like and subscribe <laughs> if you want to hear talk about that man talk about uh love on the spectrum. Well, Some I guess that'll shit. you know, I'll I'll do my own. I'll do my deep dive. You know, I'm I'm a slut for any form of reality TV. Uh, I'm it's penciling sick. in the the uh, the reunion for baddies part three tonight. So great, but that'll be a discussion for a different episode. All but right. thanks everybody for listening. All right, bye everybody. This is very special